Chris Lee and Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14 here to do our SEC football power rankings after week one. We thank our sponsor, MyPerfectFranchise.net. Let's start at the bottom where we always start. Number 14, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Vanderbilt is 2-0, but has not looked great in that. Not been ideal along the lines of scrimmage, especially the offensive line. But the Commodores are 2-0, and they play Wake Forest in the game, but I think will be a litmus test this week. Blake, Florida, our number 13 team. The Gators had a litmus test last week against Utah and failed it according to, I think, in the eyes of most. Uh, rough season ahead, perhaps, for Billy Napier and the Gators. Yeah, just for reference here, if you're new to the channel, these are composite power rankings. These are not Chris and I's rankings. This is for our entire staff at Southeastern 14. So we combine everybody's individual rankings together and – it all goes into our composite ranking. So just that way, if you want to um, send your frustration to not, not one person in particular, it's uh, we all have a, a hand in these rankings. And so, yeah, I mean, with Florida, like we said, not a great start. Um, and like we mentioned going the season, Chris, we were not as high on Florida. You and I individually, uh, as some people were out there and just wasn't, you know, exactly what you want to see from the Gators in game one. So we'll see if they can bounce back. Probably won't, Learn a ton about them though until that game. What um, we can have two weeks from now against Tennessee. So, speaking of not ideal performances, South Carolina gave up nine sacks and could not run the ball against North Carolina at a fourteen point loss. The Gamecocks check in at number twelve. We talked about that in an instant reaction on Saturday night. I say we. I wasn't part of that, but I don't know that I would have added that you guys didn't add. No, we didn't say 11. a ton just quickly, Chris. We we yeah. really because we were doing it as that game was going on. Um, now, yes, yeah, like at the end, I think it was we pretty much had an idea that North Carolina was going to win that game. But just to quickly add, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, just not okay. no running game whatsoever. And, um, you know, it's just it was a disappointing performance. I think if you're a South Carolina fan, um, Rattler goes 30 or 39 for 353. But yeah, um, I know again, it's just one that. We're talking about some of these games that SEC teams felt like what a great opportunity in week one and just was not not able to capitalize it on in, in the the big three games. So number eleven, Mississippi State. And I could make an argument that state goes higher. And I think I did rank higher, rank state higher in my power rankings than our composite did. I really like the way this team looked in its opening game under Zach Arnett. Uh Mississippi State has been able to run the ball with this new offense or modified offense, I guess way to put it. And its defense was intact from last year when it was pretty good. Uh, the number 10 team in our power rankings this week, the Missouri Tigers, who were kind of what we expected, I think. Uh, not the, the biggest offensive juggernaut in the league, but certainly a team that looked pretty stout defensively in its opening night win over South Dakota. Yeah, keep in mind, these are week two power rankings, right? Like, for every team except Vanderbilt, we got one game to go off of. And so it's just, I mean, yeah, it's like how much can you take away from a 35-10 game against South Dakota? And, yeah, now we just wait and see, I think, to see how the offense continues to evolve. But we knew coming in the defense was going to be pretty fantastic. And so, um, like I said, an interesting game this week against MTSU, who Alabama just took it to on Saturday. But uh, we'll see, you know, if you want to compare scores, we'll see what Missouri can do with the Blue Raiders. Number nine, Auburn, another team that I thought looked maybe a little better than expected in week one. We, we know Hugh Freeze is a good coach. We're pretty sure he's going to get that program turned around. 
but I thought a very impressive performance for Auburn in its opener. And guess what? It has found a way to use two quarterbacks. Robbie Ashford is Hugh Free. Hugh Free. Hugh Freeze promise. Good grief. <laughs> Had a pretty significant role in, in the opener, so much that he's left me tongue tied here. No, I I thought Auburn. We, we did talk about that on Saturday night in the live stream, and I thought I thought there was, you know, it's UMass, and and I get it. And we were kind of talking about going to the game, trying to you're trying to find a path for UMass. Uh, they had just broken the whatever twenty something game road losing streak and all that. But I did. I, I thought the way Auburn used Robbie Ashford and just the way they played, and I was very impressed by them. And like I said, as impressed as you could be, just from a game one against again a, a team that they should beat, but. Yeah, I, I I told you guys I thought Auburn was a team I was most interested in just to seeing what they look like, you know, in four quarters because we just hadn't seen it yet. Um, outside of you know just what you hear in the summer and the spring and all that, but yeah, I I thought there was a lot of good coming out of it for Auburn. So to me, they're in a really good position to keep moving up. Uh, with an interesting game at Cal this week. Ole Miss just threw the ball all over the yard in a demolition of, of Mercer. I don't know what more to say. Ole Miss, I guess, is the leading team in the league in passing yards and scoring margin after week one. But certainly, you don't take a lot away from, I guess, a game like that. But but you certainly didn't leave that one, I don't think, feeling any worse about Ole Miss than you entered. And, and now the Rebels have a big showdown with Tulane this weekend. Look, if we were in the power rankings, right, if you're just doing power rankings based off of what you see in one week, like which we have to tie in, I think, the overall – kind of deal and, and again everybody does power rankings different but sure i mean you you put Ole Miss up near the top at the top maybe i mean because they scored 73 points and won by 66 or whatever and yeah we we, we mentioned that i mean you know, jackson dart made some nice i mean trey harris said it chris scores a touchdown at 1405 in the first quarter 1226 in the first quarter 11:45 in the first quarter span of what two and a half minutes or whatever scores three touchdowns and um you know scores four for the game so yeah, that was uh, a big bright spot as Blaine brought up in the reaction. And so that gives you a lot of optimism. Teams that they go out and just take care of their business the way they should take care of their business. Sometimes I can tell you a lot more about a team than anything because, you know, sometimes you let teams hang around and you're like, yeah, well, it wasn't exactly what we want to see. But I, I loved seeing that Ole Miss just took it to them and that's what they should have done. The Kentucky Wildcats at number seven didn't always look great in a win over Ball State. Ray Davis did go over 100 yards. Kentucky lost Kenneth Horsey. He came off on a cart. I think that's something to watch for a team that had offensive line troubles a year ago. I think Kentucky's offense is going to be better than what we saw, uh, but I do have a couple of questions after that one. Uh, and the defense, as usual, was pretty good. I mean, I, you know, I think Ball State was probably a little more prepared for, for SEC competition than some of these other teams. Certainly we saw against SEC teams in week one. So, um, you know, you can put a little bit on that too, but I think, yeah, I mean, again, it's game one. We like overreacting just like Oreos overreacting to good grief Kentucky's performance, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's, I thought Kentucky was fine. Um, that they, it, it's just one of those things where, again, I, we talked about this too in the reaction stream on Saturday. It's as Devin Leary gets more game time with with his receivers and everybody just, you know, it's there's a lot of new pieces that we talked about sort of bringing in Devin Leary, Ray Davis and such. It's just, it's game one. They won by 30 against a, a Mac team that I think has some some nice pieces. But yeah, we'll, we'll learn more about Kentucky here in the coming weeks. He's still going. No, he's ready. 
He top, is. What are we, top six, seven in the power rankings now? Yes, and, and leading off the top six, Arkansas, a, a team that, that didn't run the ball very well, but throw it fairly well in, in a win over Western Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I, I like we're just repeating ourselves here. It's like, well, yeah, they won Look, 56 we, there, There's not a whole lot we can take from most of these games. There's about three or four of them that you could make sweeping conclusions from, and then good luck to you. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't have a lot here. I mean, again, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of this game. I've gone back and watched bits and pieces of it just to kind of, you know, see exactly. Because, like you said, there's just so many games going on early in the season when you have this many teams playing at once. And so, yeah, I mean, up 35 to three and a half. And, um, I mean, I, I think Arkansas is going to be who we think Arkansas is going to be. Like, I, I think it's just we just probably didn't get full, fully form an opinion on them just yet after one game. Number five, in my mind, the most disappointing team in, in week one. I don't know how else to put it. I, I thought that South Carolina would have issues. I thought that Florida would have issues. You did, too, that that bore out in the opening day losses. LSU, though, I did not see LSU getting pounded the way it did against Florida State. No, look, a lot of credit to Florida State. That is a national title caliber team. That is maybe the most experienced team in the in the country. But my goodness, I thought that with Brian Kelly having LSU a year or two ahead of schedule a, a year ago and with a lot of those guys back and some additions, I just expected a much better performance. I, I did not see this game being uncompetitive in the fourth quarter the way that it was. I absolutely argue LSU should be much lower on this list. Um, but again, I think it, it – we just with how we do it with our staff rankings again it's just sort of um you have to tie in kind of where you had a team to start the season and because they were higher you know i don't think it's going to completely drop down to the bottom but i think a lot of people would put lsu way further down um because yes it's very disappointing without question um some of us uh, i won't name names here picked lsu to make the college football playoff and um boy they got a path to get there now uh it's gonna take a lot of work to get to that point they're gonna have to win out so We'll see. But I mean, look, it is very disappointing performance. And, um, you know, as we say, when you, when you put yourself in this kind of situation, it's how you respond to it. And boy, I'm, I'm very curious to see how LSU responds to this game. Now they play grambling next week, but we talked about it going the season, Chris. It's like, if you were going to be high on LSU, I kept pointing out the same thing as that. The only thing I'm hesitant about in picking them to do all this stuff that I think they could that early season schedule, there are some landmines. Um, you know, those just tricky type games. And then, of course, late in the season, you got to go to Alabama. But we said like a Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Missouri, all these different type road games, um, they're tricky, even Arkansas at home. So, yeah, I mean, I again, I don't know how much we'll learn about the response next week or this week. Um, but after that, you know, at Mississippi State, home against Arkansas, at Ole Miss, at Missouri, you know, then you keep going, right? Auburn looked great, as we said. And so, yeah, that was very disappointing for LSU, and I am just, yeah, I am very curious to see how they respond from a, a performance like that that they just let slip away there. So, Number four, the Tennessee Volunteers, and I could argue and did argue that Tennessee should be ranked probably a spot higher here. Blake, I think that people focused on the passing game with Tennessee, and I think you and Blaine talked about this, but Tennessee ran the ball so well which we had pointed out in the offseason. And, and, look, I, I don't want to make too many conclusions because it's Virginia, and Virginia is awful offensively under Tony Elliott. I mean, he took a, a good offense and just sunk it a year ago. Um, But 
Tennessee was not clicking on offense, still got 49 points against a good defense. It felt like, and, and, and don't take this too far because, again, who were they playing? But it kind of felt more like a vintage 1990s Tennessee team where they just ran the ball so well and played defense. And I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you certainly didn't come out of opening week feeling any worse about your team. And, and maybe you came out of it feeling a little better, depending on what your opinion was of Joe Milton coming in. Yeah, I mean, the running running back group is just unreal. Um, they are tremendous. And when you have those three guys all having the skill sets that they have, and um, there's a lot of options you have there. And so that's going to take some of the pressure off, too, of the passing game. Uh, just because the, all three of those guys are just so dynamic in terms of their running ability. And, you know, we talked about the defensive front, too, on Saturday night. We did the live stream. Um, that was something else that really stood out. And, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I I had Tennessee at three in the individual rankings we did. And, um, again, it's – we can say they didn't look – maybe look crisp early on and those kind of things. But, you know, you do still beat an ACC team by – five touchdowns and like we said in over Virginia struggle a little bit and um you know other things that play there too it talks about how tragedy and stuff to end the last season and um certainly an emotional game I think for them to get back on the field but yeah I mean for, for Tennessee it just I, I took a lot of positives away from that game um and you know you can always pick apart certain things after one game but I I took a lot of positives away from um what they look like and what they can be this season Number three, Texas A&M, and I didn't get to see any of the game, but a lot of people raved about Connor Wegman and that receiving core. Wegman was 18 of 23 for 236, five touchdowns. Um, New Mexico, not one of the better teams in the Power Five, but I think, or excuse me, or the FCS. New Mexico is definitely not Power Five. But I think you, you saw what you wanted to see if you were an Aggie fan, which was a very productive offense. Yep, they look great. Um, they did. And so, um, yeah, there's, as you said, definitely some people on the staff that had them ranked pretty high here because, yeah, they, they looked really good. And um, I think that, you know, like we said, going into the season, I think we were – a lot of us were all kind of like, this is the bounce back. This is the, you know, how you respond. And again, I'm not saying to go out and win the SEC after beating New Mexico by 42, but um, this is at least what you want to see in game one. You want to see a lot – because think about it, right? Think about how the last season started and sort of just the way things got going. You just felt like you were pulling teeth, right, to get the best uh, out of that team early on. But now they just come out, take care of their business. Like I said earlier, I like seeing that from teams. And now we'll see if they can take care of their business on the road at Miami on Saturday. Number two, Alabama. Alabama did what Alabama does in openers, which is just – stomp whoever is in its path and this time it was mtsu 39 point spread was a lot to cover guess what alabama did it jalen milrow was pretty good in that one and um yeah i think alabama probably emerges is your favorite in the west given what we saw out of lsu this weekend yeah i would i would say that's fair um looks like a lot more wide open in terms of that path, even though, again, uh, there were some people that picked Alabama to win the West. Uh, some of us did not. But, um, yeah, it's – I did. I, I saw a lot of good things from Jalen Milrow going back and watching some of that one as well. And, um, yeah, I think it was just kind of your your methodical Alabama-type performance where they just go out and just decimate you, uh, you know, play after play after play. And 
yeah, it's just like I said, going the season. MTSU may wind up being a decent team uh, and a good team, perhaps. It's just hard to prepare for Alabama and all the things they bring to the table, even if they had quarterback, you know, situations and all that. You didn't know exactly how it was going to play out, but still Alabama. Still got so much talent across the board and saw that on display against MTSU. Number one, Georgia, our preseason number one, probably everyone's preseason number one, or almost everyone's preseason number one. Certainly everybody in our power rankings had Georgia number one. And Georgia, a little less than impressive at times. And what was, I think, a 49-7 win over UT Martin, which Georgia only led 17-0 at the half. But look, <laughs> this happens in these games. You, you've seen it across the country and a lot of these mismatches. So Georgia hardly the only team guilty of underachieving for, for a half or more. In fact, you, you saw a lot of teams, not that this was going to happen to Georgia, but you saw some 20-point favorites, uh, multiple lose games this weekend. So it wasn't going to happen for Georgia. But uh, point is, we're not going to overact after week one. Georgia entered the season as a number one team. Even if it did not look like the best team in the conference, we take that in the context. And the Bulldogs exit week one as our number one team here. As Blaine said on Saturday night, we're, we're picking apart Georgia's performance after a 41-point win in week one. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, there, there was some good, there was some bad, and um, but that's for every team. Like, it really is. Like, no one was just completely perfect in week one. Uh, even, you know, right, I'm sure Lane Kiffin would tell you that Ole Miss wasn't completely perfect despite winning 73-7. to And there's always things you can work on. And so, um, yeah, week one, you get that one over with. You've been waiting to play that game for months and months and months. And um, some teams get off to a slow start. Some teams, you know, kept it in full gear the whole time. Some teams disappointed, as we said. But Georgia just won again, and they're the two-time defending champion. And there's no reason to put anyone else here at the top right now. So, All right, that's our power rankings uh, for week one. We are doing a daily show now. We won't do it on – the holiday this Monday. But other than that, Tuesday through Friday this week, you can catch us 11 to noon central. We will recap everything going on in the SEC. We will have our usual slew of predictions and other things up as the week goes by. For Blake Lovell, I'm Chris Lee with Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you again soon.